Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Drive at 5. The stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. It's eight minutes past five o'clock. It's time for us to hop in the car. We're not going over the river or through the woods. Not going to Grandma's house. No, we're doing the drive at five. U.S. Steel says it would welcome a federal review of its deal with Japanese-owned Nippon Steel Corporation. Announced earlier this week that it would buy the iconic manufacturer for almost $15 billion. The Pittsburgh-based company said it supports a review by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which is chaired by the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. We respect the CFI U.S. process, and we will work with the appropriate parties for a thorough and successful review, says U.S. Steel in a statement. Japan is an important ally to the United States, and NSC currently operates multiple steel facilities across the U.S.A., NSC is a respected and trusted company that has made substantial commitments to support U.S. Steel's United Steelworkers representative employees and non-represented employees, communities, and customers. This will strengthen the American steel industry, American jobs, America's national security, and America's supply chain security. End quote. That is from U.S. Steel. That comment comes after the Biden administration requested this week a review of the transaction, which looks at certain deals involving foreign investment in the United States to determine any impact that it might have on national security. Also from local news, a voice robot that uses a human name and then calls Pennsylvania voters to talk about a candidate is exactly the sort of thing that a bipartisan group of state lawmakers hopes to govern with a soon-to-be-filed bill, according to State Representative Rob McCurry. Four Democrats and Mercury, the Allegheny County Rep- or Republican rather representative who was running for Congress, issued a memo that describes their forthcoming bill as intending to prohibit, quote, the fraudulent misrepresentation of a candidate, end quote, that is using artificial intelligence. Earlier this month, news reports described the use of the voice robot, which uses the name Ashley, by campaign of Shemaine Daniels, a Harrisburg Democrat, seeking to unseat the Republican U.S. Representative Scott Perry in the 10th District. The concern is that AI could be used maliciously to sway voters one way or another and really taint voters' perceptions of candidates or the campaign. This new technology, says McCurry, often is found to have both benefits and drawbacks, and not enough study has taken place on the use of AI in campaigns. I spoke with the representative. He will be my guest at 305 on Wednesday talking about this legislation and why it is so important. 
The World Health Organization saying that it's identified a new COVID-19 variant of interest, which is making up an increasing share of COVID cases worldwide. It's called JN1. It was first identified in August, but now comprises about 27% of COVID cases worldwide, according to the World Health Organization. As for JN1, they say it's nearly identical to the Omicron subvariant BA286, but it contains a spike protein mutation that may make it more effective in penetrating the immune system. There is no evidence, however, that it is presenting an increased risk when it comes to public health relative to other currently circulating variants. New government data shows that prices notched a monthly decline for the first time since April 2020. That is adding to an improving picture on inflation as the new year looms. The Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, or the PCE, one of two major readings on inflation, was down 0.1% between October and November, according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis. That's the first monthly decline in more than two and a half years. Combine that with other recent data showing disposable personal income and consumer sediment rising. The United States economy appears to be heading into the 2024 year on strong footing, even as the economy may be cooling down. It could be signs of a so-called soft landing when it comes to the economy. Checking out international news from a mysterious explosion at a military base to derailing trains and even assassination attempts, Russia has been hit by mounting steam of sabotage and covert killings in recent months. Russia has accused Ukraine of orchestrating the attacks, and sometimes Kiev has even taken credit for them. Facing stalemate in the battlefield and uncertainty about the long-term prospects for Western military aid, Ukraine increasingly sees sabotage as a crucial tactic against the larger foe. To pressure the Kremlin and disrupt the supply lines, Ukraine will likely ramp up more drone strikes and sabotage into the new year. According to Western officials, according to former U.S. intelligence officers, and according to regional analysts, I think we're going to see more of those kinds of operations, said one Western official. A long-delayed resolution, or excuse me, a long-delayed resolution for desperately needed aid to Gaza was approved by the United Nations Security Council today. Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the United States ambassador to the world body, said negotiators had finally agreed on wording that America could support. It comes after a high-level diplomacy aimed at avoiding another U.S. veto. The U.S. didn't veto it, but it didn't vote for it either. It abstained from the vote. Hamas reportedly has also rejected a proposed Israeli truce deal that would have secured the release of 40 hostages in exchange for a one-week pause in fighting. The group also indicated that there would be no more negotiations over prisoner exchanges unless Israel halts the fighting. Tesla says that it's recalling 120,000 of its vehicles over potentially faulty door mechanism that could open in the event of a crash, and that does not comply with U.S. regulations. The letter was posted to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website this week. Tesla acknowledged the affected doors can be unlocked during the crash, which would cause the door to unlatch potentially and open, which would increase the risk of injury. The affected vehicles include the Tesla Model S and the Model X manufactured 2021, 22, and 23. 
Tesla said that it was not aware of any injuries as a result of the issue. As a remedy, Tesla is releasing an over-the-air software update free of charge. Owner notification letters are expected to be sent out, but not until February of next year. That wraps up today's Drive at 5. Those are the stories making headlines on this, the 22nd of December at 5.15 in the afternoon. The Drive at 5, the stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020, KDKA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.